Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Ozzy. In this episode, we will be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in full detail. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. And here we go. Ozzy, how you doing, man? I am doing great, man. It's my day off, and yeah, you know, I just get to relax all day. How you doing? Um, all right. Uh, we've had a bevy of technical difficulties already. This is like our fourth or fifth time trying to do the intro. Um, that's all right. Uh, yeah, so I'm... Eli is already gone um, because our school is over, So, but I'm still in Virginia at the moment. So everyone else is gone, and I'm still here, and I'm running sound by myself, so we'll see how this goes um, because I haven't had to do this in a while. Eli normally does it. But, yeah, I'm definitely excited to talk about some Guardians. Um, why don't you introduce our guest, Ozzy? Uh, today, the guest is my best friend, Dennis, man. Dennis, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm the technical difficulties, by the way. <laughs> Um, no, it's great. I had a day off too, except I didn't enjoy it. I went, I did like a bunch of errands, blows, but this is awesome. This is awesome. This is all right. So you think you, you said that Guardians of the Galaxy is like the best movie, basically? In the I, I think I think the Guardians of the Galaxy is like like the best movie in the MCU. It's definitely like in the top three for me. It's just wow. it's such an amazing movie. It's so emotional. That's why I think it's the best because I came out of it. I, I just watched it. Came out fresh, and I was like, this is the best movie that I have seen in my entire life. And then I thought about it for 10 more minutes and I was like, okay, maybe not, but still. <laughs> this is I interesting. Cried. This is interesting. I, I kind of wish Brianna was here because, you know, she kind of gave a bad review of Guardians. For those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about, she gave a bad review of it at screenfellows.com for those of you guys who are interested in reading that extensive review of Guardians. I think she gave it a five out of 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I believe so. But still Jeez. read it. <laughs> Why yes. on earth would you give it a five out of ten? She compared it to Batman versus Superman. I mean, you like that film, but oh man, I liked Batman versus Superman. But if if I'm make, if Guardians is a ten, Batman versus Superman is a five. Oh. Like that's how that's how way past Batman versus Superman Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy is. Like, this she... is a this is the best superhero movie that's ever come out. Okay, whoa, whoa, jeez, <laughs> we're definitely gonna have some. I think we'll have enough of debate between you and I but she was comparing exactly. it in the sense and again definitely go back and read the review because um it's easy for us to throw out her number but if you read it in context and kind of let her defend what she's saying in the review that would be um obviously optimal but what she was kind of saying in the review was not that they're comparable necessarily in quality but that they kind of have similar flaws they they're flawed in the same areas, which I kind of disagree with, but at the same time, I at the same sense, I understand where she's coming from. Um, but anyway, all right, this will be a spoiler-filled discussion. So if you have not seen Guardians, um, you might want to go back and listen to our spoiler-free review, then go watch the movie and come and listen to this episode, because you'll definitely not want to miss this episode, because, Ozzy, what episode is this? What number is this? This is episode 100 of Screenfellas. It's crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Dude, that, Damn, that is man. insane. 
Dennis, you have the honor of being on the 100th episode, so that's something. I I was just thinking about how honored I felt, but I didn't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, and I think it is very fitting, especially because, I mean, it's obviously, if you listen to this podcast for any length of time, you know that Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, obviously, is my favorite movie of all time. So it is very fitting that the 100th episode lands on the Guardians Volume 2 spoiler discussion. Um, but yeah, so if you have not seen Guardians Volume 2, you should definitely pause it and come back later when you've seen it. Alright, so that was your warning. You, We don't feel sorry for you anymore if you're still here. Alright, um, let's get into this movie. Uh, Dennis, you have already kind of said that you are basically in love with this movie. So why don't you tell us exactly why you love this movie so much? Well, I mean, it's, it's just... I'm a real big fan of Disney and how... I mean, it's Marvel too, but, you know, just what they've been doing with the movies recently. They, the last Guardians of the Galaxy, they understood why it was a success. They understood the humor and they understood what they needed to do. The storyline was really good, but the whole reason why they had ego in it was because they wanted to develop each one of their characters and their personalities and that you could understand them more. And that was like the biggest thing about this movie that hasn't been done and a lot of the other superhero movies, like their actual emotions and what makes what is wrong with them was on display here, and that's the best. Like superheroes with plots. Yeah, man. I mean, I I completely agree with you when it comes to the characterization, when it, like the characterization growth and and dealing these characters dealing with their own problems. I mean, I remember we were discussing it in the spoiler free review when it came to Nebula. I think Nebula was one of the most uh, developed characters in in the sequel, honestly. I really enjoyed her character much more in the in the second one more than in the first one. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I was not the biggest fan to me, and I love as I've said a billion times, I love the first Guardians, but she was one of my least favorite characters in the first one, and they definitely did their best to develop her in this one. So I agree with you guys there. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some of the positive. I mean, we'll start positive as always, and um, we can obviously get into major spoilers now. So. Um, Ozzy, what do you got? I think we can all agree, Baby Group is fantastic. <laughs> Probably Vin Diesel's best 2017 role. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, his only good 2017 role, you mean? <laughs> yeah, the only good 2017 role he's been in. He was alright. He was alright in Fast and Furious. He was alright. Yeah, right. but literally uh, just alright. Yeah, but anyways, not that's getting off topic. Getting off topic. Um, but definitely be- best uh, performance by Vin Diesel by far as being Baby Groot because he did a, he did a great job. He did a great job voicing Baby Groot. Uh, I think by far he was the cutest character. Baby Groot, not Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know. That planet was pretty attractive. See the shape of that thing? Uh, oof. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and I, did, I really did like the chemistry that Baby Groot and Rocket Raccoon had. And, and I did. I remember we were talking about it in the trailers when the trailers were coming out. But I did kind of like the reverse the roles that they kind of had. Exactly. Yeah. How uh, how Groot was on top of Rocket this time, and uh, Rocket was kind of just shooting his way through. Mm-hmm. And we we definitely saw that Rocket. And for those of you guys who've also seen uh, the, the spoiler free review, we definitely see that Rocket can handle himself pretty well. Yeah. He doesn't need the Guardians. He doesn't need all the other Guardians to have his back. He can handle himself pretty well. Mm-hmm. Physically and just by his, just by his uh, using his intelligence, he can handle himself pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, okay. So you, we've mentioned obviously the character development through in this movie is definitely a strength. And even I, who I think this is a good movie, not a great movie. I will admit that, like, I mean, not admit like I have to, but I will say that the character development in this movie is definitely a strength and probably the strength of the movie. Um, so what characters, I mean, we mentioned Nebula, we mentioned Groot in a way, but what characters do you think that they did that best with? I think Yondu. Yes, definitely. definitely. Oh yeah, definitely Yondu. And then especially the the we get it, we kind of get a little growth from from uh, Gamora as she realizes her mistakes as a child. And I'd say another big one is definitely Rocket Raccoon because he kind of he kind of deals with what he has going on inside. And another. Another character growth really is, is Star-Lord. I mean, I think all the characters kind of uh, have a little growth here, but I think the least one to, to actually have the growth, that's uh, if I'm going to add that on, is Star-Lord. I really don't see a lot of character growth in his. Really? In, in him. But it, yeah, I, I Dude, really it see was, it. I think it was totally Gamora. Like, all of the character <laughs> growth that she experienced in this movie, she experienced, in, she experienced the exact same things in the last movie. Minus the nebula, she's a little bit closer with nebula. But, but that, that's, that's nebula. what it is. So yeah. yeah. No, right. But like with Peter Quill, their relationship is exactly where it was before. Like with in terms of her and all of the other guardians, she cares about them the tiniest. Like like you saw her care about them the tiniest bit more. She had that one moment when she was with Peter, and she mentioned that I thought you know you had found your family. You know, probably not. Probably, definitely referencing that she thought they were all family, but. She's about multiple times for Peter. Okay, she doesn't care about him a little bit. Yeah, um, she just needs to. She needs to be a bigger person. Okay. okay. So for me, um, but, for me, the least. I mean, I, I, I'm again. We're kind of leaning negative right now. I don't know why. It's just natural. But for me, the least <laughs> character growth was in Drax. I guess. I mean, he's kind of there to help us get acquainted with uh, Mantis. That's kind of his purpose in this movie. We don't really see much in her. What? I loved her growth. Oh, yeah. She started from literally nothing. Yeah. And, then... and I thought her she was one of my favorite char- new characters, especially. Um, but let's go. Let's go back to Ozzy. You mentioned Yondu. Um, and we can talk about the fact that he did die in this movie. What did you think? Uh, did you think all that was earned? And did you think all his character development felt natural? Yeah, I mean, I, I totally felt it, it was natural. I mean, the Ravagers, um, they, they don't like the fact that Yondu took Peter Quill under his wing and they don't like how like how he'll break every rule for Peter Quill basically mm-hmm. you know and we see him in the beginning of this movie and we see him we see him get exiled I mean we don't really see him um, we don't really see we, like he's trying to earn his name back I would say and um, we see him go through a lot of loss and then he starts to he even starts to realize you know hey you know because he tries to he tries to dismiss it all the time that he's been trying to defend peter but in this film we really see that he accepts it and we do see that he ends up loving loving peter like like a son and he he kind of we see that throughout the film that he's starting to acknowledge those feelings and he starts to accept those feelings and I think it was, I think the character, the characterization was definitely earned, especially when it came down to his death, definitely earned. And yeah. it was very emotional, honestly. 
Um, I think I want, I've only wanted to cry like maybe once or twice in the film. And this one, I'm like, oh, like, oh God, I was, I was like, this might get me. But um, yeah, man, I mean, I think Yondu definitely had the best characterization. And if his death, if the emotion that came from his death was earned, I 100% agree. It does. Yeah. Um, I'm so, I'm so sad. Uh, Yondu. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is still sad about you. <laughs> clearly, clearly, Dennis agrees. Clearly, Dennis yeah, agrees. I, I can tell. Um, but yeah, I completely agree when it, when it comes to Yondu. He, um, I, I loved the review because th- they've been setting it up for two movies now with the, or with this movie. The, they were setting it up for two movies with like he would him just saying, you know, I let them or told them not to eat you, and then there was that huge joke in the first one, um, and we kind of got hints of like, oh, he was supposed to deliver him to his dad, but he didn't, and we don't know why. And then we also kind of get this thing of randomly, it seemed random at the time. When I was watching the movie, it seemed so random um, with uh, Sylvester Stallone's character, right? Where he Mm -hmm. says, you know, you dealt with kids and you're not supposed to deal with that. And you you broke the code, so you're not a Ravenger or whatever, whatever that conversation was. I was like, that came out of nowhere. I'm like, that's what we're using Sylvester Stallone for? Um, and then we get the reveal of he was dealing with kids, yes, and then he found out what was going on, and he stopped, and that's why he kept Peter. And I loved that moment. That was a great reveal. It was a great way to, just with one twist, change our view of a character just like that. And that is awesome, and that's where, where this movie shines, and that's where James Gunn's writing shines in this movie. I completely agree with you, man. Um. And yeah, his death, geez. Uh, it kind of followed um, after a lot of people's favorite joke in the movie was that Mary Poppins joke. And he's like, I'm Mary Poppins. Um, and I thought that was a great <laughs> moment as well. So and it was kind of pretty close to right after that. So that was um, just a great sequence. The, the, the third act of the movie is just a great sequence of scenes for Yondu. So, um, yeah. I think I, one of the I best parts in the film, I think one of the best parts in the film was when. Uh, Yondu and Rocket were yes. basically kept in that cell and Groot was free and then they kept trying to tell Groot to get <laughs> yes. the to get his weapon and he kept bringing different objects. He yeah. kept brought like a whole desk, brought a thumb. Crazy. I like that he was all cute, Groot. He was, it was really funny, but is he, why was he so dumb? I know he's a baby, Jesus. <laughs> Um. <laughs> no, Yandu was insanely great as a character in this movie. Like, I didn't—I thought he was cool. You know, the whistling and the his little needle killing people. Mm-hmm. That was—that'd be an awesome power yeah. technology to have. But like, this movie, I actually care about Yandu. Like, I'm sad that he's gone. I only cared about him for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you can definitely see that again. He can hold his own against a lot of people. Yondu is no one to be trifled with when it comes to that type of technology that he has. Yeah. He's no one to be trifled with. And it is crazy. We saw a whole scene where him just taking a bunch of people out with uh with that weapon. I don't know what it's called, but yeah, I we, we saw a lot of I don't even know why he had those guys. Did he get to just kill them all like that? <laughs> like what were they there for? <laughs> they weren't funny. Like, Thank you. They're not. That? The Ravagers are not funny. Thank you. Someone agrees. With me. I thought the Raz- I thought the Ravagers were funny. I thought the taser no. face was hilarious. That I, wasn't. I was that wasn't the Ravagers being funny though. That was Rocket being yes, funny exactly. and them laughing because it's just that funny. I thought Taser face was great. Mm. Dude, taser, taser face. I'm so happy he blew up. 
<laughs> and that was those were his dying words. I loved it. No, but I loved the fact that like he took himself so seriously and he took himself he took so much pride in that name, Taserface. <laughs> and then I love how Rocket just we didn't acknowledge it. Like that. That. Yeah. And then Rocket just Rocket just like, yo, your name is Taserface? Like that's that like that's the great Taserface? Like, are you serious? <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> No, what I thought was great was the last thing that he said to her was remember the name Taserface, yeah. and then she starts laughing and then he dies. But that's how he went out. Yeah, that's the worst. Um. All right. So we've mentioned Rocket a lot, and at this point in this series, I honestly think that Rocket is the best character in the entire series, and one of the better characters in the MCU as a whole. Um. I will always go to bat for that scene in the first Guardians when it, it's just a such a simple and subtle scene when um, Peter and Rocket are both being thrown into the whatever that prison's name is I can't remember um, they're both being thrown in they were both hosed down with that orange liquid or whatever and then they're putting on their prison clothes and Peter glances over at Rocket and he sees the kind of torn up back and all that. And it's just such a subtle moment of Peter realizing, like, dang, this this thing's been through <laughs> been through the ringer. And um, I, I love that moment. And it just added so much to Rocket as a character to see kind of how he was manipulated like that. And I, they just expanded in this movie. And you kind of kind of get into his head. And it's almost through Yondu is how they decided to do it was show that Yondu and Rocket, they're really similar characters. And I loved that connection that they drew. Again, all the character stuff in this movie, I really love. So, I want a Rocket movie. I really do. Rocket and Groot. It's, no, big, it's heavily that. rumored that maybe eventually we'll get a Rocket and Groot movie, and I would not be opposed. Their origin want, story is I would, hilarious. I would want an origin story, though, of Rocket, yeah. though, to Ooh. see where he comes from. They, they met in prison. Because I think that's the most that's the most interested I, I'm in at yeah, this point. Yeah, maybe. Because they they mention they mention Drax's history. We know right now we're getting all of Star Lord's um, origin and his history. But I'm really interested in in Rockets because it's still a mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know who did it, who created them, why they did what they did. You know, I want to yeah. know what the purpose was. I don't think so, they've ever fleshed that out. Like even in comics, they never did. I mean, the only the only origin story I remember reading about them was how Rocket and Groot met. And they met in like prison or whatever. Well, it would be an interesting concept to explore. Definitely. It would be awesome. I, I'm more in favor of movies going super in depth and how like characters originated. Yeah. All right. Well, what did you think about? Because I heard, here's a question to ask. Because I heard that the, I heard that Ego the Living Planet isn't actually Peter's father in the comics. No, it's Adam so Warlock. So did you, that's not Adam Warlock. Isn't it? No, 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 sure it's, um, no, it's just something John, right? I don't know. I can't remember. Um, I do not remember his name, but he's the king of another planet. Their race starts with an S. Yeah. I forget exactly I what it is. But he's he's a king of another planet. And in the current storyline... Jason, story line, Jason like the that's what it is. Yeah, Jason, that's, that's his that's name. That's what But it in is. the current storyline of uh, Marvel, I mean, it's a few months old, but it's like the current continuity, They uh, he became prince... And he's with Kitty Pride and the thing, and they're on and Agent Ben. Are on, yeah. And he's the actual king of the country now because he just got, got stuck in that position. Mm-hmm. So I like I like Ego being his uh, dad more just because that other race it wouldn't it wouldn't explain how he can take all these hits. But if he if he's half celestial, that explains a lot. Yeah, that explains almost everything. But just another random race that wasn't even that strong. No, come on. Mm-hmm. This celestial explanation was awesome. 
And I'm glad they didn't go with the current Marvel storyline. So okay, so, okay, so you like the movie storyline better than the comic storyline? I like Marvel movies better than Marvel comics in general. <laughs> okay. But yes, and the Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel comic was also good. That's just a flaw that they have. Okay, makes sense. Carlos, what do you think? Um, I, Ego? I like I mean, him. I don't really have a, what? Like when it comes to the comics. Oh, but okay. like, did you like Ego? Like, did you like Kurt Russell? Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I liked um, Ego, and I liked Kurt Russell in the role, and I, I mentioned it, I believe, in the spoiler-free review as well. I think that they did a great job de-aging Kurt Russell um, in those first couple scenes. I, I Honestly, I thought it looked really, really good, um, and I am I tend to be rather critical of those kind of things. You know my complaints from um, Rogue One, but it, yeah, I thought they did a great job with that. And then Kurt Russell's performance was overall good. Um, I, I think that the turn was a little sudden towards the end when he kind of reveals himself um, it reveals everything that's been going on, but that doesn't have to do with his performance. Um, that that's just the movie, and I I I, did, I didn't think it was like the worst thing in the world. I I did think that it kind of worked. It just was a little too sun for me, but that's just me. So yeah, it kind of felt rushed. Like they could have gotten a little bit more of a convincing Peter over instead of just touching his forehead and yes. showing him everything. And but they also okay. This is where I'm gonna I'm gonna get into my, the meat of my problems with this movie and why I think it's a good not great movie. Because all right, well I guess let's start at the beginning because first we we get this they have this little mission at the beginning and basically right from there as soon as they finish that mission. Basically, I mean because they go and they deliver whatever it is or they talk to the people that hired them whatever and then we they get chased and then all of a sudden we meet um ego right did you guys and this isn't even my main problem with the movie but did you guys like how quickly we got into this is ego he's your father and let's go right did you like that I thought it was rushed. I mean, I thought it was like I thought we were going there so quickly. I was like, "Damn, we're here already." That's crazy. Um, I just I thought that we got there a little bit too quickly, but it wasn't it wasn't something I would dock the movie on points though. Uh, okay. What do you think, Dennis? I I'm thinking about it now, and even now, I still don't notice where or why that feels rushed. I mean, it's it's a plot of the story. I mean, I guess yeah. everything before seemed like. I mean, sure, it had to do contextually with that uh, race of gold people, but I can't remember their names either. But I guess are. I guess it's just because it was. I guess it's just because it's the beginning of the movie, and we didn't. I guess because we expected it to go further along, maybe. And it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it did feel kind of fast. I will say um, that. See, th- this is interesting because I honestly like watching the movie as I was watching it. I didn't feel like it was rushed at all. I was just like, okay. Here we go. We're getting into the plot very quickly. But the problem is, and this is where I think the issue is, and this is where my big problem with the movie is, it's the second act. The second act of this movie is so freaking slow. It's honestly a lot of just people sitting and talking. Ego explaining something to Star-Lord. Okay, and then we go and and Drax is talking to um, Mantis, and it's like, okay, and Rocket is talking to Yondu, and it's just a bunch of people kind of sitting around and talking, and yes, yes, the dialogue is interesting, and yes, the dialogue is funny, but I didn't feel like the plot was going anywhere for the entire second act of the movie until we get that twist with, yeah, until we get that twist with Ego, 
And that's that's where my problem is, okay? Because I understand it's a character-driven movie. It definitely is. It's a character-driven movie, not a plot-driven movie. But you have to have something moving in the plot for the entire second half. You, you can't just have a second act that is completely, completely just them in one place. Not much is happening with the main story. Yes, you have all these side stories with um, Rocket and Yondu and... Um, nebula and all these different side stories but there's the main story of the movie nothing happened with it 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 just kind of stayed there for an hour of the movie and then in the last 30 minutes things got going again and the problem lies you can't have the movie get started like that stand still for an hour and then finish up like that It, it that's that's not good pacing in a movie that's not um and that's why I completely understand why people love this movie so much. It is probably... See, I would disagree, but I can understand why people would say it is funnier than the first one. It is more fun than the first one in that sense, because it is so funny, and the jokes were a little more even mature, which is something I do want to talk about a little bit. But um, I can totally understand why people would say I think it's really just for the average viewer. Yeah. I think for the average viewer, it's just more funny because now they know the characters. It's not exactly. just this team of people who they've never seen before. Yeah. Like, no one's heard of the, Ga- the Guardians of the Galaxy before this. That wasn't even the normal team. Yeah. So, um, so that, but I'm just trying to explain why I have these problems with the movie. It's just the, in, the entire second act is kind of just static. It just sits there. Um, and this is something I did bring. I kind of teased this on the spoiler free review as well, Ozzy. I, I said that I had a would have been bed in my eyes and that's kind of maybe instead of because all right um ego is a lot of the second act ego is just explaining to Peter kind of their backstory what they can do all these different things and basically his entire reason for having Peter there is to use him right he just wants to use him so that um, he can, what was he wanting to do? He was wanting to use the those things that he's been planting around the galaxy, right? And he wanted to yeah. do. He needed somebody else to do that with him, right? So that that that's all he needed to do. He just needed to use Peter. So really, and I get you can yes, you can say that. Oh, he wanted to. He did like his son, so he wanted to get to know his son. But obviously, I mean, he freaking killed the son's mom, so he didn't care about him necessarily that much. So. My problem is he could have honestly just knocked he could have just taken Peter and done what he ended up doing anyway. Now I understand he wanted to do it a nice way at first, but my problem is what you could have done was have them have them have to do something else, like have him have to go get something where he needed Peter's help to do it. Right. And that's why that way you could have had it. So they could have had all these explanations. He could have been telling them all this while they're on a mission, while they're doing something. And then, of course, you can still have the twist where it wasn't exactly what Peter thought it was. It ended up being for nefarious purposes or whatever. But have them go on some sort of mission instead of just sitting on this planet doing nothing for an hour and him just them just talking. Well, a quick thing is uh, the reason that he did try to convince Peter was. Because he wasn't trying to use him as a battery like he ended up trying to do at the end was if he had been able to nurture that creative potential in Peter where he could create st- something out of nothing like the way he was doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the act's actually not something out of nothing, but, you know, you're yeah. manipulating energy in a way that he yeah. can warp reality. If he had had another celestial like Peter on his side, he could have actually in re- in, like done everything that he needed to do and taken over the universe. But with Peter acting 
only as a battery. He could only take over the planet. He would need to continue this thing anyways, where he needs to find someone who has this light in them. And mm-hmm. it's really just because Peter was powerful enough on his own to match his father. That's why he needed him, because yeah. Peter has that potential. I mean, he doesn't anymore, I'm assuming, because the light's gone in mm-hmm. the planet, but... But couldn't they have done the same thing on a mission? Couldn't he have been trying to convince him and win him over while they were doing something? I'm just trying to figure out some way that they could have been advancing the plot forward while all this character development was happening. What I would have liked to see, a similar route, is maybe the mission not to go get something, but the mission to improve upon his powers. Because the one thing that I didn't like was how quickly Peter was able to hold off ego yeah like when they were fighting as celestials Mm -hmm. it didn't make sense to me like he didn't his dad never taught him to fly or grab rocks and turn them into fist yeah yandu said use your heart that's not that's not (laughs) training come on that's some dragon ball z logic (laughs) and as much as everyone loves dragon ball z it's a terrible plot yeah (laughs) like i'll agree there i mean he the fact that he was already they really hours as if you would like master them already. That was kind of ridiculous to me. They they really should have. What they really should have done is explored his powers, gotten his dad to teach him a few cool tricks that maybe he could roll over into his fight with Thanos. Yeah. When he's got to go against Thanos, who is honestly able to take out one or two Celestials himself, probably. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna be fun. <laughs> um. Yeah, so Dennis, you obviously uh, at the top you said that it. What, what did you say it was like the best Marvel movie? I said like okay. it's definitely not a hard the best Marvel movie ever. Okay. but I definitely do think that as far as humor, character development, like the strengths were really strong. The yes. weaknesses weren't that weak. They were annoying, but you know they weren't anything that made the movie like terrible. Like yeah. I remember watching. Civil War, and this is a very unpopular opinion Ooh, of mine, but like okay. during Civil War, I liked a lot of it, but I didn't feel like there was a villain. I felt like they were already all the villains, mm-hmm. and that Baron Zemo did very little to actually push him Civil War. Like it was going to happen anyway. Yeah. So that really annoyed me the entire time. <laughs> like it was severe annoyance. Baron Zemo's way cooler than that, man. Mm-hmm. Way cooler. I, but I, that's completely off. Yeah. I just thought of an obvious parallel from. Um guardians volume two to batman v superman and to civil war peter freaks out and basically goes like and gets really angry and starts to win his fight because he killed his mom (laughs) it was another mom thing what is it with superheroes and their moms it's actually all superheroes and their parents like if you really look at it yeah most 99% of superheroes have like some sort of daddy issues, some sort of parent issues. Like Superman has them, Batman has them, yeah. Iron Man has them, Captain America. Yeah, all their parents are dead. Yeah. yeah. It's like they're, they're weak. He literally you know, says was, the same thing as Iron Man. He says, you, he killed my mom. <laughs> what? Uh, just, I yeah. don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> I just noticed that. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, really, when you are a person who's messed up, yeah. a lot of that is going to come from your childhood. Yeah. And all of these heroes are pretty messed up now, and it's because they didn't have their parents. Yeah. No regular person would go out and punch people in the face and then arrest them. Like, that's not what everyone would do day to day if they had powers. They'd be like the Flash's kid where they would go use their superpowers for day-to-day things. Like, if I had those powers, I'd build a building in, like, an hour and a half, and then they'd pay me what they pay literally all of the other workers to do, and that would be a crazy salary in hours of work. Like, 
No, come on. They, I wouldn't do that. I that's insane. I would never be a superhero ever. In real in reality, they're making things worse. They're making a lot of problems worse. They're making supervillains better, faster, because now they have practice and they don't ever end them. So like, they're really just making everything so much worse. Especially Captain Marvel. She is terrible. Oh my god. So, so you were when, when she comes when she comes yeah. So you you were team you're, Iron Man, Carlos I see. Carlos is excited for this movie. <laughs> oh, and Civil War Two? Yeah. I mean, yes. You can't predict. <laughs> you cannot predict some because he wasn't right one hundred percent of the time. If he was right one hundred percent of the time, I definitely would have seen where Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel is going. But he wasn't right one hundred percent of the time. She wasn't. No. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Captain Tony Ulysses, America? the Inhuman. Uh, no, Ulysses, the Inhuman. His predictions oh. weren't one hundred percent. Oh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> all right. Anyway, we're getting a little off topic, but um, so off topic. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Do you, do you guys have anything else from this movie in particular that you want to talk about? We've been talking for like thirty minutes now. So I like I liked Groot because he was funny, you know. Yeah. But I really think Vin Diesel had nothing to do with how funny Groot was. <laughs> like literally, anyone else could have delivered these lines the same way. That's it was true, all but, yeah. the CGI characters, like facial expressions. And like his little dancing things. Yeah. So I give Vin Diesel zero credit for being Groot. <laughs> Fair enough. Like as as big Groot, sure. The way he said I am Groot sometimes, I mean, it's kind of cool that he learned to say I am Groot in like a few hundred different languages. But like those are literally three words. It's not that impressive and you didn't do a super job. <laughs> but the Groot character was amazing. It's yeah. just it has nothing to do with Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. I could have done it. Ozzy could have done it. <laughs> um, Vin Diesel, I, I tried to give you credit. I really did. <laughs> Um, <laughs> doesn't have a lot else going for him except that he's rich. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's really trying a career right now. Yeah. Okay, but uh, anyways, all right. So did you like? So did you like the aftermath, Carlos? Did you like the? Did you like? Did you like the? Did you like how everything went down when it came to Ego the Living Planet? Um, did you like how it concluded, or were you disappointed with his death? Yes. Because of the end, like with how they kind of ended his character and all that yeah um not really i i I really did like the end of this movie i thought it worked pretty well um uh, i've already kind of mentioned his turn it it is kind of sudden but it is a very shocking twist so i guess in that sense it was effective um and then the battle with him was pretty cool um so yeah i didn't mind i i thought maybe he would survive and we would have kind of some um, bit of his character moving forward, but overall, I I think see I don't know where would you th- this is a good question I guess where would you rank him among the MCU villains as a character or like strength wise as a character he's probably near the bottom like really right next to Baron Zemo <laughs> I wouldn't uh, I think I wouldn't because because not because he's bad but just because all the other villains are better except for maybe Doctor Strange. Uh, I wouldn't. Was I, would, I would kind of put cool. him still up at the top because he's a celestial being, who in our eyes is is like very old, but in his eyes he's still young in a way, and he's still trying to learn what he can do, and this is what he wants to do right now. So I I I think his character is is one of the best villains that we've ever had in the MCU, just because he's still learning basically day by day what he can do, you know. Yeah. So but, I, I liked his I liked his character. I liked his the, the, the villain and I did like how he kind of um 
Because I feel like I feel like he I feel like he had Peter Quill under mind control, and I feel like that's what he was doing mm-hmm. to control him. So yeah. I feel like when he said, it, it, "I was like I'm upset because that's why." I mean, I had to put that tumor in your mom's in your mom's head so I can leave because I would have I would have stayed there forever. Yeah, that was a rookie um, mistake, kid. <laughs> um, I really I really like how he said it, uh, delivered it as well because it, it kind of yeah. felt. I kind of felt that I kind of felt that like okay yeah that moment might have been rushed but it's like okay I can feel that you cared for her in some way in some weird way but um dang man you you <laughs> you're that, that's messed up basically yeah. so I I'm going to say one of the best okay see I guess I would kind of put him towards the bottom I guess I it's just I don't know the Overall, I mean, I know this is a very common criticism of the MCU, but it's a common criticism for a reason. The villains aren't necessarily always the best. And a lot of the times, they're the weakest parts of their respective movies. And I think this might continue the trend because... My problem with Ego as a villain, I guess, is... And it has nothing to do with Kurt Russell's performance. He's great. Um... And I ended up liking him more when he was the quote un- still quote unquote a protagonist, a good guy. And then we kind of get the twist that he's a villain. And the problem with that is, it just happens. And they, it's kind of like we don't see the build up as to why he becomes a villain. We don't get any of his backstory. Now. I mean, we do, but he just tells it to us, and we don't see it m- much. I mean, I guess. I mean, technically, he's a god, so yeah. I guess there's no really. To him, there's no sense of morality in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like for him, it, there's no he. It's killing, basically him killing all those kids, yeah. all his children, and him killing, you know, Peter's mom. They're kind of like, it's kind of like killing, killing and then killing an ant. You know, yeah. so there's really no morality when you know there's really no there's no morality to him definitely if he's a god you're only you only think about your morals when you have to answer to somebody yeah, yeah. you don't he doesn't he didn't really have to answer it to, to anybody mm-hmm. so um but but is that interesting as a like is a character with no morals and he just has no morals interesting like i i don't know i i would would have rather had a more compelling reason as to why he was bad um yeah that would have been great yeah. and seeing him struggle over his i don't think they ever got married but his girlfriend i guess yeah is the best i wish i wish what they would have done i, I wish what they would have done is show him struggle yes with actually having to put the tumor in her show that moment you know? yes show that moment because i feel like we should have seen it because we see it in this character that he does care that he did it but i wish we would have seen exactly him do that to her. I think you guys. I think you guys and hit the nail like, on the head because that would have helped. That probably would have made my opinion of him as a villain shoot up immensely. Because honestly, that might that might be the thing that's missing for me. It's just yeah. I don't know. And 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 maybe and maybe also like explain it, it kind of. I kind of I feel like the problem with villains nowadays is we don't we really don't see why they're doing stuff. Which what you're saying, but. If we would have, if they would have put it like, okay, like he he needed to do this for him to survive or something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For him to still be alive, you know, for him to carry yeah. on his his celestial form, I feel like that also would have been a really um, intriguing intriguing thing because we're like, you know, I understand why you're doing what you're doing to an extent. I mean, yeah. it's crazy, yeah, but I, I would have understood it. All right. While you were talking, I had yeah. an idea for okay. what would have been a good replacement for that whole scene. If when he had shown Peter the vision 
it had flashed back to like when he did the tumor. Mm-hmm. And then instead of him saying it to Star-Lord, because what an idiot yeah. to say that, it would have been like Star-Lord reading that from his mind. Mm-hmm. Like that would have been so much better. Like he's like sharing all his vision and like everything that he's been through to convince him. And then as soon as he sees him killing kids and, you know, killing his mom, he loses it. That would yeah, have made a lot I, of sense. I mean, yeah. I, I do want to see, I do want to see some celestials kind of go up against Thanos. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Eagle Lily and Planet would have been interesting because I feel like, I feel like maybe we could have had, had him been defeated, but we could have had him from then on try to try to make amends basically. And even if he is dying, he could still try to attempt to save the universe for what it is. It's kind of a, it's kind of a missed opportunity. I remember when we were talking about Avengers: Age of Ultron, it was a missed opportunity to kill Ultron altogether. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is one of those moments again. It's yeah. it's another missed opportunity again when it comes to a villain. Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, Ultron and Ego are very comparable when it comes to what I mean, how they're executed as villains because we kind of we do get backstory for both of them as to why they think the way they think and why they do the things they do we did get a little bit of why ultron did the things he did and we do get why ego does the things he does but the problem is they're very brief scenes where it's just them telling it to us and that's not enough that is not enough i I wanted to see more of ultron and age of ultron and i wanted to see more of ego in this movie yes um, again, I feel like it, it was missed opportunities again when it comes to, you know, letting them live past their, you know, their, their starring movies, I guess. Yeah. To be honest, Ultron for me, was good enough. He was born. He spent 10 minutes on the internet and he's like, that's it. We got to go. Yeah. These guys suck. I, I get it. It makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. I want to kill humans too. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> Uh, geez. It probably started with YouTube or something. That's yeah. what happens. You went through the comment section. Like, That's fair. I hate these kids. <laughs> if you've been to the comment section of some of our videos, um, yeah, I would agree. <laughs> um, but we <laughs> completely agree. It's not all of this. It's okay. not all of this. You're like they gotta go. One more question in regards to ego for you guys, and then I guess I'll give the floor over to you. Unless if you guys have anything else that you want to talk about, but. Let, let's compare it to the first Guardians villain because a lot of people think that Ronan is one of the weaker villains of the MCU and I disagree honestly I think Ronan was completely fine as a villain and if not one of their better ones in my opinion I know that's a minority opinion but so where do you guys where would you guys stack those two up would you say Ronan's better or would you say Ego is better Ego's better Really? Uh, Ronan's way better. Thanks. There we go. <laughs> Ronan's like Ronan's like not a good villain, but he's definitely middle of the road. That's where we get all of Drax. That's mm-hmm. where we get his backstory, his character development. Mm-hmm. That's where we get him going from crazy person to really funny, not understanding what's cool and what's not cool, like with Mantis. That was yeah. hilarious. Um, like that's that's why he's I okay. I feel like Ronan was a good villain for the first film, but there really wasn't enough backstory for me to care for Ronan. Nah, he was still better than Ego. Uh, see, I my, feel like Ronan was kind of Ronan just wanted to destroy the Kree Empire. That's it. No reason. He just he's like I hate the Kree. Let's destroy the Kree. No, he, he wanted he to destroy no the reason. Nova Corps. He was a Kree. Okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, he wanted yeah, he to destroy the Nova Corps. But yeah. um, sorry about that. Sorry for the mix up, guys. But he wanted to destroy the Nova Corps. I mean, there's no really reason behind it. He just I don't. I mean, it's not that I remember. I could be wrong. Oh, but, but for sure. Yeah. 
Um, see, my the thing, the reason it worked better for me was that it, I guess because I guess there are given similar explanations. It's just like this is why he wants to kill all these people. Right? It's just very brief. This is why. But for me, it worked better because it's like he is an extremist terrorist. That's why he wants to kill them, as opposed to he's a god. And I'm like, okay, well, there's a couple more leaps that we need to get to between when he when he's a god too. He wants to kill everyone. Then he's no. an extremist terrorist. Terrorist too. He wants to kill everyone. Ronan totally made sense because, yeah. I mean, then again, I have a lot more context than you guys as for Ronan's character because I've read the comics and seen a few yeah. of the Marvel TV shows. But like the kid ones, they're, they're great. But he wants the Kree Empire wants to control and rule everything, and the Nova Corps is a huge factor stopping them. You know, it's like the closest parallel I can think of is like when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. No reason, but they need. We were in their way. They got to get rid of us. Like that's exactly why he did it. Mm-hmm. So. Like, that made sense to me. That wasn't the problem. Yeah, but I mean... The problem was that he wasn't... Okay, but, he's not an interesting character. Like, fair there's enough. no personality to him. Okay, but well, you, need to, you need to add that in, in the film, I'd say. Like, oh, we're trying sure. to dominate everything. Okay, let us know. But you, they didn't really let us know anything of that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? The Kree's nature as, like, a as like a civilization and a race, it should have been on, uh, on display more. Yeah. Um... And they kind of did mention it a little bit. I was a little shocked when um, Yandu brought up, like, he was sold as a slave, like, by Kree slavers or whatever. I was like, oh, geez, man, I didn't know the Kree were that hardcore. Um, <laughs> so, terrible. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else or do you want to wrap it up? We can wrap it up. But before we wrap it up, guys, um, Carlos. Carlos. Carlos, Carlos. Oh, my. Mm. Oh, boy. Carlos, you put a tweet earlier, and I, I read it at work. And I was I was having a great day, having a great day at work, and then you made my day worse. When you said season five of The Walking Dead is, you hate it. Yeah. Season five of The Walking Dead is probably my favorite season. Oh gosh, jeez. Okay. So what the hell, man? You think it's what the, you think it's just because it's good, or you think it's just because it's fresh in your memory is why you liked it? Because I'm sure season one and two would have been way better if you had just rewatched it. I didn't rewatch season five. No, okay. I know, but if you just rewatch season one and two and compared it, all right. All right. Well, this is the thing. Okay, first of all, do we want to get into this right now? Because I mean, if we we oh, can. Yeah. All right. So then, should we say give a spoiler warning? Uh, spoiler warning for Guardians over. Spoiler warning for The Walking Dead season five. We good? Yeah. All right. So seasons one through five. Yes. There we go. Seasons one through five. <laughs> spoiler warning for The Walking Dead. We're gonna get into this a little bit. Not too much, but a, we're gonna get into it. And you can talk to Enrique about this a little bit because I did basically. Well, actually, before I sent out that tweet, it might have been right after. Actually, I called you, and you're at work, so you didn't answer. But I called Enrique, and I basically complained to him about the entire season. So you can get my full thoughts from Enrique. Um, but okay. I literally, like, I got out of the season, I was like, it's questioning my will to, or it's pushing my will to move on. Um, okay, so this season of, the uh, season five of The Walking Dead, geez. Okay, so it starts off with the Terminus stuff, right? Yeah. Okay, and uh, is there anybody in the room who hasn't seen it? I know you have a couple of people in there, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, so... They don't, yeah, okay. Dennis doesn't really like The Walking Dead. Okay, fair enough. All right. Uh, one, one through three were great. <laughs> um, Whatever. See, I, I didn't mind most of season four, and um, uh, even... Point, most of it. 
Yeah, uh, see, and even, I really liked the stuff in season four when they're all separated, and I even talked to Ozzy about this. When they're all separate, and they're all Mm -hmm. trying to get back to each other, that's some of my favorite stuff. It It reminded me a lot of Game of Thrones, where you're getting a lot of these episodes where it's just we're going from one group to the next group and they're all kind of figuring out how to get to each other um and i thought that was fascinating but the problem is and this started in season five really was they started doing this thing where one episode would focus on one group of people or one person and i'm just like okay cool and then you'd have this entire mystery of okay well where'd the other person go and then they'd have an entire episode focus on that person and what happened during that time. And I'm just like, why can't we just do this in chronological order? So that's one of my problems. And the biggest poster child for that problem is Beth's storyline. Oh my gosh. The hospital stuff is atrocious. I hated all the hospital stuff with a passion. Now, and okay, this is where I want to add a caveat. The scene where Beth dies, again, major spoilers here, where Beth dies is very, very well done, and it is effective. There's no denying that. The horror on everybody's face when it happens, how they do everything in slow it's just so good. That stuff is great, but I didn't care a lick about any anything that was going on in that hospital because I didn't understand the power dynamic there. It just didn't make any sense with the cop who was kind of in charge, but she was also like nice, but at the same time she was trying to maintain or like it was just like so all over the place and confuddled and just no I could not tell what was actually going on there and I didn't care to tell. Um so that stuff was horrible and oh I mentioned terminus. Sorry I'm I know I'm talking a lot but you can rebut me whenever I guess. <laughs> um, but the terminus stuff was so disappointing. We had an entire basically season to I mean maybe just half a season I don't know leading up to terminus like or this huge thing, right? And we get there and cannibals. Okay? Like I I don't know that was like kind of underwhelming for me. Um, and then it was just kind of over like that. Like it wasn't an extended storyline at all. It was just like cannibals, they escape and that's it. And I'm just like, okay, um, sure. (laughs) It just kind of happens. And then that's over. It was just the most disappointing thing to have like, okay, we're building up to this thing. And it just kind of, um, and then we go to the church, right? And, um, Gabriel is the worst character the show has ever introduced. He, and this is not part, this is not part, yeah. <laughs> this is not part of, uh, well, I mean, not just part of this season because he is still alive where I am in the show. Please, I pray that he is dead in this, sh- in this show by the time I catch up because he is the worst. He is all over the place. He, and all his decisions make absolutely no sense. One, one reason, or one time he's like, oh, they saved me or whatever. And then another time he's like, they're the worst people ever. You should kill them. And it's just like, he is all wait, over the wait, place as a are character. You dumb, are you done with season, are you done with season five? I'm on season six. I'm on episode 10 of okay. season six. Um, okay. so he is all over the place and I just, I want him to die so bad. Um, and then, okay. A, another bad. small thing before I get into the main prop, like the biggest reason I almost was like, I can't do this anymore with this show, <laughs> but this is another small one first. Um, Rosita and Abraham are some of the most disappointing characters in the show because I've seen uh, those names. I recognize well, Abraham and specifically, I recognize that name from people who have talked about the show. I was like, Oh, he's going to be a cool character. And Rosita, I recognize that actress. So I was like, Oh, she's going to be at least she's going to be good. So I was like looking forward to them being introduced and they were introduced. And then 
Abraham, it's taken a season and a half for them finally to add anything to his character. I was just like, okay, now we're finally adding something to his character. I finally am starting to semi-care about him. Rosita, I still don't care about. She is so disappointing. They're some of the most underdeveloped characters in the show. And that's kind of disappointing for a show that's strength is character development. I definitely agree with you on that aspect, Ozzy. The strength of this show is the character development of the, of the, char- of the characters. Um, but now, the biggest problem... And this is, you're going to hate me. And I know Ace is going to hate me if he ever listens to this because um, you guys both definitely agreed on this point. But I disagree. Rick Grimes is the absolute worst in season five. I hate him in season five. He is an, in, he is an, he is an antagonist in season five. I was like, so, how is he an antagonist? Okay. All right. Let, let's start with the church thing. Because that that scene was like, okay, I get it. Like, because they've been building his character to be more extreme, right? And that's something, and I think that that worked. And it's a very natural progression. I like it. But, and and then I like it up until that church scene. And then he shoots that guy in cold blood. And everyone does it with him because, you know, he's the leader. And I'm like, okay, that got seriously dark. But I get it. And then they go to Alexandria. And oh my gosh, he is just a horrible person. He is a horrible person in Alexandria. He gets in there and he's like, he, he for some reason, he really doesn't want to go. And I'm just like, what are you doing? This is what you're striving for. If this is not the end goal of the show, what is? And that's another problem I have. But if this is not the end goal of the show, to find a peaceful place, what is the, pro- what is the goal of the show? Like, are we not trying to find somewhere where you can be at peace and where you can live a normal life? And then he gets there and all he's doing is causing problems. Honestly, the, every problem that Alexandria has is because of Rick. And I know they do kind of retcon that, I guess, because they add that whole, this is season six stuff, so spoilers for season six as well. But they add that whole quarry where all the walkers are there and they're like, oh, they're going to break out at any time. And Rick was right. And I'm like, okay, sure. That was like the most, like, okay, well, we made Rick kind of a dick in this season. So let's go back and uh, give him a reason to be right. Um, so, okay. And then. Well, yeah, Rick was terrible that whole season. I thought he was a jerk to literally everyone for is. almost no reason. He is. And he's just horrible. He's a horrible person. And he's like. And, oh, and this okay, is a, but you have to understand. But you have to understand why he's a why okay. he's why he's doing that. And season in we we get Woodbury, and you like you get these whole things like where Andrea's saying, "No, Woodbury is a really good place. Woodbury is a really good community. Woodbury, Woodbury is friendly." No, they tried to they they took out a lot of their people, and the guy who was running it ended up killing somebody who was like Rick's basically like the their whole group's father. He's turned so, into the governor. He is the governor right now. He's not turning. Yes, he is. He's not turning. He's not turning into the governor. He's a lot like the governor. I'm not going to say he's exactly like the governor. He's a lot more like the governor than he was in season one. On top of that, season five, if you look at it, it's them surviving, okay? It's them surviving out out there, dealing with walkers. Well, it's not like they deal with walkers on the daily, but they're dealing with walkers more now. And it's it's the only people that he trusts are, are his people. So when you go into a new environment and you get somebody who tells you, okay, we have to take away your guns, okay? We're right. We we don't know what we're talking about, but we're gonna tell. But we're gonna act like we know what we're talking about. You're gonna get frustrated. You're gonna get pissed. And on top of that, you're used to killing on a daily basis. Come on, like for us, like for for you. I mean, I, I understand. Like we're thinking like morally, like okay, like this is a pretty good place, sure. But when you get like, but when you've dealt with a with with death with several people that have told you like, yeah, we're good. 
especially Terminus. Terminus, we saw early in the season, yeah, we're good. But they're feeding, like they're killing people and eating them. You got Woodbury who has who has a crazy leader leader. You're gonna get suspicious and you're gonna and you're gonna act crazy. It's gonna take a while for you to adapt. I, okay. You know what I'm saying? I, I I get that. That would have been fine if he had ever adapted, but he didn't he, he did it. No, he didn't. He, he took did over adapt. the place. Okay, and this is this is where this That's is the point. You wanna know the point when I was like, Rick is just a villain right now. Is when he was talking to um who who was he? I can't remember who he was talking to. It was probably Glenn. He was talking to Michelle, and he was talking to Daryl. Maybe um, Daryl. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he's talking to them on the porch, and he's like, "Well, they're gonna either have to learn, or we're going to have to take over this place." Excuse me. It, you're just you're in the business of taking over towns now. Like, what is that? That was that was the moment where I'm like, he is a villain right now. He would not just like. And I get that they're developing him that way, but he they pushed it too far in this season, and they've kind of scaled it back in later seasons. Because in this season six, they've kind of scaled it back. But at this in season five, he is a villain. He's like, we'll take over the town if they don't do it our way. Excuse me? Just leave if you don't like it how they do it here. There's no reason for you to be like, oh, we'll take over the town. Ex- what? That was the dumb. It was just horrible. And not only that, but there's also the personal thing of, and this is another situation where they, it almost felt like they added something in to make him less of a dick. This, when he is flirting with that, with whatever her face is, and I can't remember her name, and he's like, oh, she's looking like, she's basically giving her like rapey eyes the entire season. He's like looking at her like, mm, I'm, I'm going to tap that. And, he finds out she's married. He doesn't care. He's like, he's like, oh, I'm still going to tap that. And it's just looking at her creepily the entire season. And this might be, you might say, oh, that's just a small thing. Whatever. And then, of course, they add in that he's beating her or whatever, just so it's okay in our eyes. No, it's not. She was married. And you're cr- looking at her and you're trying, you kissed her while he, and you didn't know at the time that he was kissed beating her. The, her. He kissed her, he kissed mm-hmm. her on the cheek. Okay, I'm just saying. He was, it was freaking hey man, creepy. If someone kissed my wife in any way, I would have Exactly. Beat okay. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Okay. What do you, you, you say I would have beat someone to death? You know how many people I beat half to death? All right. Okay. Anyway. All right, all right, all right. Anyways, anyways, anyways. So, so that, though, look, I just laid out most of my problems with it. And, okay, before you rebut they're me, because I know you make a lot of sense. Okay. Thank you. Before you rebut me, Ozzy, I'm, I'm going to make one request in your rebuttal. One request. Do not do not bring up the comics in this. I look. I get that this oh, is. Oh no, no! I really, I really, I really, I really okay. haven't even read the comics. Okay. To even, Thank you because uh, I uh, I can't stand when people bring up um, the act. They're the things that it's based on, and like this is why I'm like, no, well, which, I shouldn't have I to know that. Is, no, what I will say is, look, I I will agree with you when it came to the hospital stuff. I really didn't care for the hospital stuff. Uh, I honestly forgot about the hospital stuff until you brought it back. <laughs> it's horrible. You, you me. Yeah, I really didn't care for the hospital stuff. Honestly. No, you didn't forget. You no, were, I forgot. You repressed that terrible season. <laughs> I no, I repressed that part of the season. I, I thought season five was a pretty good season. Honestly, I like how we got introduced to Alexandra. I liked how we. I liked how we got darker when it came to Rick and everything. So I, I did like it. I really did. All right, what I wish they did with season five is that I wish they would have expanded a little bit more on the Terminus part because I really didn't care for the hospital stuff. I felt like the whole hospital stuff felt completely like I felt like I was watching a completely different show. I just didn't care about. Um, so I'll agree with I'll agree with you in that aspect of the show. But when it came to the Terminus stuff, I was a hundred percent okay with how they ended it. I really I was okay with it. I, I I was I shocked that they ended it quickly at the time. I was like, damn, I mean, these guys are already dead. these guys are already dead. Yeah, 
Did I like the execution of their deaths? Did I like how Rick was getting was getting smarter? Yes. And I'm going to go ahead and say to you that it leads into something bigger when it, when it comes to Rick's character. Um, but I did like how I do like what what they did with him so far. Like how he's learning from his previous mistakes. How he's not making the same mistakes before. Because he goes and, and this is in episode one, I believe, where he goes, I, "Like we're not done. We're not done. We need to go back and kill him." And his group's like, no, like, you know, they're, they're going to escape. Like, it's fine. And that was, that's why you, that's why we had like four, like four, like three or four additional episodes of them trying to kill Rick's group. I do like the fact that Rick is more ruthless. I do. You're going to get that. You're going to get that in, you're going to get that if, again, if you're surviving, especially if these guys try to eat you, oh, yeah. try to slit your throat, oh, yeah. Yeah. you're definitely going to act more ruthless. Just, you don't, you don't have it. Like you, you're going to, you're going to act extremely ruthless. Yeah. With guys. that, I mean, it, it made me uncomfortable, but I understood where it came from. Like, I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. But it's yeah. the stuff in Alexandria that I just, he acts completely irrationally and he's a well, villain. Well, look, well, I will, look, I will say in that episode, I think, I feel like it's kind of meant for us to kind of feel like he's turning bad in a way. Um, because I was shocked when he said that too, when I, when I, when he first said like, yeah, you know, we'll just take this place. Cause it kind of, cause I understood where he was coming from when it came to his frustration, when it came to him, like, you know, when it came to him kind of screaming at people and stuff like that. I, I do understand where he was coming from in that, in that sense. Cause like I said, like I said previously, I still don't, but yeah. Like I said, Carlos, like you're going to, you're going to, if you're acting a certain way and if you're, if you're, if your whole experience has been on survival, if you've fought, if you've not only killed walkers, but you've also fought other people for, you fought other people to make sure that you and your people survive. Mm -hmm. And these people don't know what they're doing basically, but they're going to tell you that they know what they're doing. You're going to get frustrated. But and, it wasn't and you're gonna of, and you're gonna come out and you're gonna come off as a dick. You're gonna come off as a dick. You it wasn't him are. coming off as a dick. It was him being a dick. Yes, no, he's exactly. coming off as a dick. He wasn't being a dick. Okay, but, I don't. I disagree. But the thing is, I he, completely disagree. He, he, Rick's a lot like you. Yeah. <laughs> I completely disagree. Um, but he wasn't. He, but I completely disagree. But he wasn't um, acting like. Okay, this is the thing, and this is, I guess, where the disconnect is. He wasn't like, oh. Um, Sorry, he wasn't like frustrated that they were. I mean, I guess he was in a sense, but he he was like not frustrated that they weren't like knowing what to do. But it was like he was just angry at them. I'm like, what what are you yelling about? No, he was, he was, here's what here's what I'll say that here's what I'll say. I agree with you on. I agree with you that they kind of took it too far when he said, "Look, we'll take this place," because that came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, yeah. and it came out of. Nowhere. Where that's that's where I agree with you. When it comes to hit, when it comes to this character, it comes out of nowhere because you now this is take this as you will. You you never really acts like that again when it comes to taking Thank the Lord. place. Never, yeah, because it can't. It does come out of nowhere. It really but does come out of nowhere. That's uh, that's one of my problems with it is that they were turning him into a bad guy, and they're like, well, people don't seem to like this. Let's change it completely. Let's three sixty. Well, that's the problem. That's the problem that I'll say that the show had with season five is that they try to make him this they try to they try to reinforce rick tatorship again but in a more extreme way and i feel like that didn't really help <laughs> didn't do i don't anything. like that you just said rick tatorship that's how they that's how they said it but oh, that's gosh. um i didn't like yeah dictate whatever whatever they try, he's trying to basically i didn't like how they try to enforce his dominance basically again mm-hmm. um oh, yeah it was it was that part i, I mean i'll admit it it was kind of crazy but um other than that, I mean, I really didn't. I look, I really didn't have a problem. I really didn't have a problem with 
with his character. Yeah, but you're a super fan. Other than <laughs> true. <laughs> no, because no, because I'll admit, I'll admit when they're like, look, I'll admit when I'm wrong, Carlos. I feel like set. Honestly, I feel like you're gonna be pissed at season seven. I'm I'm waiting for you, and I'm, I think season seven is generally, especially by me. I mean, it just, season seven really wasn't that great. But um, oh, what season are they on? Seven. They're gonna be in season eight. Oh well, they're yeah. gonna be in season eight. Coming up well, well, haven't they been wrapping this up recently? Like all of their no, episodes have been the, happening in shorter spans of times. No, but anyways, this is this point. But no, I think I think season. The reason why I enjoy season five is because we do get that survival aspect of them, and then we do see them trying to reconnect. And it's not just Rick's character; it's all of the characters. We do see them trying to reconnect with the society, and even though it's a really small one, it, you still try to see them kind of normalize themselves with people, socialize with other people that aren't within their uh-huh. particular group. Yeah. So but, I really, I really do enjoy the yeah. season for that particular reason. That's why it's one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. Look, I agree with you. Everyone else is trying to reconnect with this to get back to a normal society. Rick's the only one not trying. Rick literally doesn't try. And people call him out on it. So the show is aware that he's doing it, that he is not trying to get, get be normal like, again. But he doesn't. He's the only one. Even Michonne tries. And she, I thought they did her, or they executed her thing very well with her kind of trying but she and she putting down the sword and then her at the end just having to put it back on because everything went to crap and that was well executed it's all the rick stuff i just he he doesn't try he honestly does not try to be normal and i get it but at this it just it was not well done at all um and the the problem is and maybe you and i get why you can say he's seeing all these problems he's seeing like how they're not protecting themselves and all these things i'm not seeing that so you have to relate it to me somehow as a viewer you have to go look look at all these problems look show us why he sees that there's so many things wrong with this town because i was just like this is a good town and then all of a sudden rick's like freaking out like oh this is a horrible place you know they're doing this wrong they're gonna get themselves killed like what they don't go outside how are they gonna get themselves killed it doesn't make any sense um but anyway i, I don't know sorry <laughs> we we've talked a long time on the walking dead but it, it's well, what do you think about season six so far i i like it a lot better i'll tell you that um so yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want to get in depth on it. I'm because we're gonna have right. an episode talking about the yeah. whole thing once I catch up. But it's the season five. Honestly, it's I hated it. I really did. I, I got through. So season five. So season five is your least favorite season. Yeah, it's the only. It, I got through it, and at first, when I was through the most of it, I was like two episodes left. I was like, you know what? This is the first episode that I just don't like. And then I finished, and I was like, this is just horrible. I I hated it, um, and. So season five is just bad, in my opinion. Season four, I think half of it's good, half of it's okay. The first three seasons are great. And season six is definitely a step back in the right direction. Um, So we'll see if it continues. I'm on episode 10, as I said. Um, But yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Do you have anything else or do you want to sign us out, Ozzy? Um... Just be be prepared for season seven. Season seven, I'm sorry. Um, one of the problems is, I, like you said, what you brought up about season five, it tends to stick to a group of characters. You know how the walk, you know how Game of Thrones kind of has episode has a, mainly their episodes are split into different characters, different groups of people, yes. and stuff like that. Season seven, that is a problem. Yeah, season seven, that is a problem. We stick with 
one group of characters one episode another group of characters one it's episode. just so it makes it so, so slow and so it makes it disconnected exactly and that's 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 the major problem that's that's the major problem with the first half of season seven because i do feel like the first half of season seven is a is very weak very weak because you get this huge episode this you get this huge premiere arguably one of the biggest premieres in all in all of tv and you're like damn like where do we go from here season episode two isn't that bad and it's not like it's not like it's and it's not for me it's not like the episodes are bad themselves it's just we're not progressing anywhere you know we want to see these characters kind of like we want to see them move you know what i mean and separating them into each individual episode is it's going to make you feel slow i will say that the second half of season seven is way better than the, than the first half so just push through that first half and you're gonna like uh pretty sure you're gonna like the second half of season seven better right. i totally think they're just trying to milk everything no because no because 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 i remember carlos didn't like that we you didn't like the first season of flash no the first no the first half season of uh season two of flash right yes and then the second season you ended up really liking wait so the overall, second half you, of the season yeah, second yeah. half of the season. I'm sorry. You ended up really liking. Yeah. It. But yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about this more when I finish our catch up because there's definitely some questions that I have for you when it comes to the show. But we we should probably wrap things up. Um, we're going a little long, so yeah. Uh, all right, man. I'm gonna start off with Dennis. Dennis, where can people find you in social media? They can't. Okay. Um, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cheery456. And as usual, make sure you follow us all over social media, all at ScreenFellows, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube as well. Make sure you check that out because we got tons of videos there. And um, our website, as we've mentioned at the top of the show, um, with Brianna's reviews. So check those things out. All right, sounds good. And getting back to Dennis, Dennis, you can actually find Dennis on Facebook at Dennis, you know, searching <laughs> Dennis, Dennis Morales. Yeah. Oh my God, I'll put my stuff out there. You will, you will see, <laughs> you will see, Facebook out there. you'll see some cute child pictures of Dennis. He does have some, <laughs> That's you know, your ears are pretty huge when you're a kid. But anyways, besides the point. They were, you they're can, the same size they are now. It's because your head grew. Yeah, yeah. My, my head is bigger now. That's all that happened there. But yeah, I had, huge, I had a huge ear and a small head. Yo, you look like Dumbo. It's funny. But anyways, that's the point. Um, <laughs> anyways, you can find me on Twitter at Castor Ozzy. <laughs> you can find me. Also, guys, if you have any topics, any movies that you want us to see or review and any shows like that, you can please feel free to email me at Ozzy.Castro. I mean, <laughs> Ozzy.Castro at ScreenFellows.com. Oh, boy, that was hilarious. All right, guys. Are you ready, Carlos? Yeah. <laughs> just sign- are you stalling again just sign us out i will i got you he's stalling because right. he wants to continue to talk about the walking dead no i want to talk i want to talk more about Pirates of the caribbean when it comes oh, up but anyways God. besides point, all right we hope you guys enjoyed the show please feel free to listen and subscribe on itunes google play or soundcloud please rate and review the podcast on itunes and google play also check us out on youtube we're probably gonna be posting some stuff over the summer um so yeah definitely keep an eye open for that guys this is queen fellas 